right, all right, fine. I'll be a gracious host. How you Little Mermaid is the scariest Disney movie by far, though. Why the hell is Ace Blade in your Kickstarter? <laughs> Some comics. We gonna, I'm getting controversial today. We're going to get controversial today with... with... My, my proudest moment is this interview. Being able to talk to you too. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Taurus Comics in collaboration with Fourth Wall Productions respectfully brings to you the 62nd episode of the Foretales podcast. I am your host, Kyron Silva from Taurus Comics. Across the way is the Orchid author of Ace Blade, Danny J. Quick, and we are your two award-winning Blurred Comic Creators here to help you find your next favorite comic. We are live on the Aegis of Geekdom Network via Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. So if you're listening or watching us live, thank you for your support. But don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and review this podcast and all our shows because all your positive reviews and interactions help us reach a bigger audience. Brother Danny Quick, welcome back. How you doing? What's happening? I'm sure my face was all blank while you were doing that. I was typing up the what we just talked about in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a I have a terrible like presence of mind. Like I'm listening, I'm hearing, and I was like, "Yo, he said orchid. That was dope." But yeah. I was trying to type at the same time, so my my brain was with you, but half okay. of my brain was here. So hey, that that that's about every show. Your brain is halfway here and halfway somewhere else. So that's good. That's good. You're not- yeah, man. I'm sorry, but you know. I'd be trying to wear me wear many hats at the same time. So, um, yeah. But how you been doing, brother? I'm all right. I'm all right. I missed you last week. I mean, you know, you right. you weren't That's here. Your... We had we had um we had Morgan and Whitney. Apparently, was with Whitney. Morgan. Special guest Whitney. Whitney. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so I'm glad to have a show that's going to be a little bit more tame. I'm assuming. Hey, listen. I think our guest this week uh will will we'll try to keep it nice and tame for us. There should be no reason to to bring out uh weapons or anything like that this week. Greg Anderson and Lise last week, he and Morgan got some history, uh we'll just mm. say. So uh they uh <laughs> they mm. always are <laughs> going back and forth. So um but that was a fun but, episode, and uh, I'm sorry but, I missed it, but apparently it wasn't because of Greg and Morgan, it was because of you and no Morgan. because of your you. interruptions no it's because of you sir <laughs> i listen i i did not tell kyron to interrupt morgan's every question okay for some reason kyron thought it would be funny to bring my interrupt i pre-recorded some videos that, that you labeled that. interruption number one and two yes but i didn't which say- means to interrupt the person but i didn't I, say- and i wasn't going to interrupt it i was not going to interrupt our guest and I'm definitely not gonna interrupt myself. That left <laughs> just Morgan to interrupt. So what are we talking about here? Hey, see, that's why we gotta communicate better. That's mm-hmm. why we gotta communicate. Uh huh. Exactly. But it was have great, those interruptions? Man, that was, no, I don't. Damn it. That was a that was a great uh, episode, man. They yeah. uh, had fun, and um, I'm sorry I missed it, but uh, I had a good time at 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 the the signing last week too. So okay. it was good. All right. Now I know we don't usually talk about behind the scenes stuff here on our show slash podcast. But I, I do have something I wanted to bring up with you. Um, as a lot of you guys know that don't listen to us live. You listen to our podcast. Our, our podcast is available on most streaming networks, you know, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all those good things. 
Um, and with doing that, our podcast is broadcast around the world. Like we have listeners in India, the Netherlands, Iraq, uh, New Zealand, and of course, the United States is our our biggest audience. Um, but do you want to know who our second biggest audience is that listens to our podcast? Um, I would guess uh, Thailand. Uh, actually, I don't. Thailand is not. It is one, two, three. 11th oh man um do you want to take one more guess or um canada no canada is not even on the top 20 canada you don't love us i see how it is Uh, (laughs) all right so our biggest audience 93 percent of our listeners come from the united states makes sense i mean we're american-based and all our most of our audience yeah our second biggest audience had a whopping four percent it's from Germany. Oh, that makes sense. It does? Yeah. Ow. German, German folks love comic books. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. A, huge, a huge comic book market in Germany. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. No, I'm, I'm All right, serious. So I'm, I'm going to plan a trip. We're going to go to Germany, meet some of our fans there. Yeah, and then, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Let's take this thing on the road. <laughs> <laughs> Four Tales podcast, a city near you. <laughs> go right on down to Hohenfeld. I've actually been to Germany uh with the military and it's it's great, man. Like the, the food is the food is great, the uh the autobahn. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm I'm gonna take your word for it. If yeah. I ever do come to the East Coast, though, you and I gonna have to do a, an episode live, like yeah, absolutely see how that goes. Yeah, I'm trying to set up some um I'm trying to set up some pod some some conventions. Um, that would invite you out and, and and pay you to come, so we can do some, some uh, some panels and things like that. So okay, uh, if we if we make it happen, we make it happen. I don't. It's hard to pay for airfare and and traveling hotels for people. I don't quite have exactly. that influence yet, but we're gonna yeah. get there. I mean, especially with you on the east coast, me on the west coast. I I know that's expensive. Um, I do say though, if we do do this, maybe you can bring our guests along with us because he's on the west coast with me. Maybe yeah. he can tag along. Okay. Absolutely. I, I just, okay. I'd, I'd love to do that. <laughs> All right. Well, let's bring the guest on. He's been waiting in the background for enough time. We've rambled off uh, probably too long, honestly, <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Uh, but he is a writer, an artist, a father, apparently, um, a husband. great guy, a husband, um, an influential man in the community, I'm sure. He is the one, the only Don. I was trying to think of something cool to go with Don. I, I, I can't off the top of my head, but Don Walker, <laughs> how you doing, sir? Good guys, I'm Don, good. Have me on, Don the Bar- Barbarian Walker in the building. <laughs> See, he didn't rhyme with Don though. Don Barbarian Don, didn't flow well. Don Juan. I'm sure people you know, call. I go by. I go by Don the Don Walker on my books. I sign my books the Don, so there's always that. The Don, yeah. Okay. There's another there's another person who signs his stuff, the Don, but we won't talk about him right now. Uh, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> wow. We won't bring we won't compare you two. We won't compare you two today. You're wow, in different that's... industry. You're in different industry. Oh, okay. So we'll, <laughs> okay. we'll bring, but thank you. Thank you. Man. We're um we're, I'm happy that you uh you got up early this morning. I know you're a California native, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, Southern California, born and raised. Love it. Best love place it. to be. How about them Best Lakers? Place to be. 
Hey, Lakers are looking pretty good right now. I know it's only been like two games since yeah. the trade deadline, but things are looking up, and that's, that's all I can ask for as a Lakers fan. Just looking up. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll t- I'll take that every day. Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. Um, Both of y'all Lakers fans, this is going to be a horrible show. I can already tell. That's right. I mean, your Kings are doing great, but you know, us Laker fans, we gotta we gotta be hopeful. Um, so gotta represent. For those for those of uh those in the audience who who haven't seen your amazing work before, Don, give us a quick backstory on you, and um, introduce yourself to our audience. Well, well, thank you again for having me on. I am Don the Don Walker, and I am the uh, self publisher, uh, Dork Empire Inc., and I publish. The books, Agent Wild, mm-hmm. Reaper Core, and now Dreadlock the Barbarian. And uh, I've been writing and penciling books for, gosh, 30 plus years, off and on, like, it's been a while. <laughs> but again, I do, I do mostly sci-fi action adventure stories i'm a big sci-fi nerd at heart so okay now dreadlock is your newest book that's coming out so um for anyone that's not familiar with what the premise of the story is can you give us a brief brief synopsis of it and uh you know tell us about the book okay so dreadlock i uh i call dreadlock a uh like a cyberpunk western so i do a shared universe of characters my Agent Wild book is set in the modern day. Rebercore and Dreadlock are set in a future of the same universe. So Rebercore and Dreadlock uh, are in the same space, time frame, and general location. But a crew, I call them, that roam the new, the new West, I call it, which is this desolate desert landscape of a broken earth. Um, and him and his crew do acts of good, little acts of bad, get a little trouble, a little adventure. So they're they're kind of like a, I don't know, kind of like guards the galaxy type of team, but like Earth based. They you know they're out there doing good, but by doing good they get in trouble with other people. And so yeah, they have they have fans and they have enemies, and they're just out there trying to live their lives, have fun, and get into trouble. I love it. I love it, man. It's it's great to to bring the fun back to comics. Um to to have, you know, uh uh just comics that are that are fun to to look at and fun to read and and great art and and fun stories and um and I and I love it, man. I love it, Don. If you, if you use the term make that's comics why, fun again, I'm gonna leave this. I'm just saying. That's, <laughs> that's my tagline for that's my, right? my poetry okay. company. Dark Empire Inc. making comics fun again. Oh, yeah, you can't be so heavy all the time, man. Like, <laughs> I'm pushing fifty. I'll be fifty uh, next month. Nice. Like, right. my heyday is like the '80s, mm-hmm. early '90s, where while you while you had uh, uh, you had some some social issues in your books, you know, um, they were still fun. Yeah. Right. A little more subtle back then. Yeah, way way more subtle. But like, but again, there's. I think they're just better written. So like, they could do the the messaging without 
just punch you in the face with it constantly. Like now it's just too blunt. Blunt for a trauma with some books. Like, you know, I just even the really good ones, it just seems like they're not as fun anymore. Like, I read more indie books now because Marvel and DC just aren't fun. Like I just can't I love them. I've more than raised Marvel Marvel Zombie from the early days, but like now it's just like uh, <laughs> I, feel I can't you. do it anymore. Well, that brings us to our next question. Um, what what comics are you reading now? What I know, um, me and Kyron, we want to talk every week about what comics we're reading. I know we both read a lot of indie comic books. Um, but what comic books are you reading right now? Uh, let's see. Um, what do I have over here? Uh, you just put them on Inferno the spot. Girl Red. <laughs> well, no, it's cool. Like, I have some books right here, actually. Um, so, Infernal Girl Red by um, Image. Um, Three Keys, also mm. Image. Mm. Uh, Proma, which is a European book brought over here by Skybound. Um, okay. okay. Those are three off the top of my head. Nice. And the occasional. Oh, that's uh, one. The Last Barbarian. I just got this a couple days ago. All right. Okay. That's uh, Brian Haberlin's new book. His art's just ridiculously cool, and I can't yeah. help but like read everything he does. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I haven't read, read a Marvel book regularly in like for DC in like probably uh-huh. 10 years. Oh, wow. Man, that's there's some, so, there's some good so stuff. Sylvester's uh, Deadly Duo is pretty good, though. Okay. Are you guys okay. seeing that book? I've seen it. I haven't picked it up though. I hadn't, I hadn't picked it up. I hadn't picked it up yet. Um, I do a it's lot of industry artwork. It's worth buying yeah. to look at. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, we have a okay. We have a message here that says you should be reading Ace Blade and Saw, Don. I mean, uh, our, our 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 audience always advocates for us, and I I appreciate we appreciate that. that. Yeah, I appreciate that. Oh, speaking <laughs> of. Um, I have some artwork. Um, I have a new cover art for for Saw Number One that I don't know if anybody's ever seen that I want to show. On the no, you don't want me to show it. I don't know what you're talking about at this point. So I guess go ahead. <laughs> I'm talking about you. You showed me some artwork last night that you didn't put, that you haven't put out yet. <laughs> I'm gonna reveal it right here on the show. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that to you, Kyra. Um, Is it the Don Walker <laughs> artwork? Is that what is that what we're doing? Hey, that's what we need to do. We both need to get uh, some a Don a Don Walker cover uh, for our comic books. We definitely need to do that for sure because your art is amazing. Hey. Um, but before we move hey. on, Kyron, Kyron, what books are you uh, what books are you reading right now? Uh, actually, the last book I read was Black Panther issue uh, thirteen and twelve. The, that- the infamous uh, Captain America fight that everybody was tripping over for. A day and then totally forgot. And I read that, and y'all were y'all. If you read the story, y'all are tripping for no reason. I'm just saying, y'all, no, not y'all. They they were tripping. I'm just saying, y'all were just going off of one segment of a fight and then just no. I heard Dude. something interesting about that storyline, and I think that it's what they're doing. I think um John Ridley was breaking um T'Challa down. He's one of the few um Marvel superheroes that hasn't been a villain yet. You know, all of these, all of these heroes, Captain America, even, 
you know, all of these villains, Wolverine, all of these um, heroes have been villains at one point, you know, even, you know, Superman, you know, all the way up to Superman in DC. Um, and I think they're about to give T'Challa his, his villain, his villain season. You, you see well, what they, I did there? They, 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 yeah, I saw what you did. The villain season. Yes, I saw. <laughs> but they are doing that. Um, actually, he is no longer the king of Wakanda in the storyline. Mm -hmm. He's now going to become a vigilante. Still yeah. protecting Wakanda, but under his own, you know, Batman-esque ways. Uh, so they are turning him a little bit of villain in that regard. Um, so, I mean, I, I think it's a good storyline. Y'all, like I said, y'all going overboard for something. One small smeg... Never mind. You got me, got me twisted on. We're supposed to be talking about Don yeah, and his all right. stuff. All right. All right. All right. Finally, Danny, since we all talk about what we're reading, what, what are you reading this week? Um, and it better it, it better be Agent Wild or or I got <laughs> oh, let me see, let me see. I got which I have uh, Agent Wild. I read it. I actually enjoyed it very much. So I got okay, uh, Static, um, Shadows of Dakota. I'm reading. I picked up this Yoda number one. I'm gonna read that this week. Maverick got, number one. Uh, okay. And I finally got the Photon. I've been I've been looking for this. Um, and I, my daughter's I finally, reading that. Yeah. I finally got one, so I'm gonna see if it's see if it's any good. But um, I definitely got that uh, Brian Stelfreeze cover in the box over there. Um, future future guests on the show, Brian Stelfreeze. That's right, future guests it's on the show. We're gonna make no, that'd, be, that'd be nice. <laughs> we go. Right. I'm a, he's I'm an awesome gonna, guy. He is. He is. He I'm, is. I'm gonna ask him if he'll come on for sure. Um, right. But well, yeah, Don, go ahead. Go ahead. Kai. Well, I was gonna ask you, Don, because. You're saying you've been making comics for 30 something years now. You've been reading comics since the 80s. What keeps you going to keep creating comics then? I'm a storyteller at heart. Um, I also went to film school, so I have a, a filmmaking background for a little while. That's again off and on. I have time and money to be involved in those. Um, <clears throat> so I would tell stories regardless. But if I didn't either make a movie or a short uh, or a comic, I'd probably write some short prose fiction or something. Uh, comics is just the the most fun medium for me to do it. Yeah, like there's there's very very little budget constraints on what you can do on the page as opposed to a film or you know something more visual. So um, I fell in love with comics as a five year old. I, I saw Star Wars. Episode four, my dad at a drive-in. I was five years old. I immediately started buying the, um, or they started buying me the uh, Marvel comics. And from Star Wars comics led to Spider-Man comics, which led to X-Men comics, which led to Fantastic Four, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I didn't buy a DC book until I was probably 12 or 13 years old. Okay. I was all Marvel all the time. Like, that was my jam, right? Um, and I, I started drawing sequential art or focusing on sequential art at around 14 15 years old like my dad was an artist like fine artist so i'd always draw and sketch and do all that and draw my star wars characters and whatnot but then comics led me to drawing spider-man all over the walls and on works paper i can get my hands on um but when i discovered like oh people do this for a living that looks cool uh, I started studying that, like with um, the uh, Marvel, How to Draw Comics the Marvel Way book. 
The essential. Came out in 77. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, essential, essential book for John Connors. Yeah. So everyone actually buy those in bulk and I give them to people who want to make comics who I meet either at cons or at, uh, or, or locally. Like, you, you need this here. I'm giving yeah. this to you. It's um, amazing how a book that came out like almost 50 years ago is still such a, an, an, an influential thing on artists and can still be so useful in so many ways. Like yeah, that. no matter what, if you're doing like I, I'm all analog, I just pencils and paper. But if you're doing digital comics, everything that book tells you mm -hmm. is legit information you need to know, exactly. particularly the storytelling, dynamic storytelling uh, section of the book. Which I, I tell people all the time. If you read anything in that book, in this book, and you want to, <clears throat> excuse me, take it to heart, is that one. You yeah. can learn anatomy from everywhere. You can learn perspective from anywhere. But the dynamic storytelling is legit mm -hmm. info that works with any genre of story, right? Yeah. You can tell a cool story any genre, um, artistically and. Again, that's also something missing in a lot of comics today is dynamic storytelling. Yeah. Okay. Um, I heard um speaking on speaking on um comics back in the day and in, in your in your you know journey into um illustrating pages. Um I heard a story that you told about um I can't remember the exact comic, but I want to say it was Deadpool and um daredevil a one shot that you had gotten pages for and you uh and i heard you say uh i was you were writing you were drawing you were on like page three of the story and you backed away from the table and was like i don't want to do this anymore <laughs> uh tell it tell, yeah. us, about, tell yep. us about why uh you decided to stop pursuing you know mainstream uh work for in the comics for that time so so in, in 1999 um, I went to Comic-Con in San Diego, and um, mind you, 1999 was my 13th straight trip to Comic-Con. Mm -hmm. This is like, what, 80, 85 or whatever it was to 1999. And I was constantly trying to get work, right? Even when I wasn't ready, like like a lot of artists, I was just bringing a portfolio show and um, getting rejected, which is fine. Like, I'm, I'm real good about rejection. I, I can take criticism. I've, that's never been a problem for me. But I finally kind of broke in and got a, a editor to give me a tryout script. Mm -hmm. And it was the, the Daredevil Deadpool one-shot um, with Ed McGinnis had illustrated. And it was and all I had about, right? at home. So I got the script. Yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, crap. I have this book at home. So I have to, I have to draw this better than Ed McGinnis. Wah, 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 right? Good luck. <laughs> um, right, exactly, exactly. And uh, I knew I had a different style than him, but still, you know, it's hard to do something when you when you know what it's supposed to look like. Yeah. By somebody else. Yeah. Um, now on top, now on top of this 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 script, I had worked in a comic book store as an assistant manager for two straight years, right? So mm. I'm eating, I'm eating, breathing comics 24 7 for the last two years um but i get home i am, am i'm working on the pages and like again like page three i'm just like i'm not enjoying it i'm not i'm not being down what i want or what i feel 
they're going to like. And I would have called it dread came came on me, but it's, it's, it kind of like all of a sudden I remember sitting at my drawing table in my living room going, I don't I don't care. I don't care anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm burned out between working in a comic store uh, four days a week. I did. I had a four day a week, 10 hour days. Um, and it was just like going home, working on comics and kind of beating your head against that wall for so long. This was enough. I was like, I'm done. I'm done. Mm. I, just, I, I, I pushed my, my chair away from the table. I got up and just like sat on my couch and put a movie on. A, I don't know what it was on. I just sat there and just kind of like breathe for a second. Like, ah, now what? <laughs> I put so much energy in wanting to draw comics. Like, like every other young guy, I was like, I wanted to, I wanted to like draw X Men or Spider Man. Um, and when Image debuted, I was like, oh shit, I want to work for Image. I want to go do stuff for them. Like, they're the new big, you know, cool thing, you know. And like another another short story. Um, the same, that same '99 convention. I have, I have a portfolio. I have. Uh, Cyberforce pencils that I did, right? That I included Cyberforce and um, some Wildcats. And like a six-page portfolio, just some stuff I made up, right? To put all these characters together. So I could hit both both studios, right? Um, and I had happened to, to show the portfolio to some of the artists that worked at Extreme Studios, which I hadn't planned on it, but like, they're doing a portfolio review. I stopped by, showed them my stuff. The guys at the portfolio who, who review loved to? my stuff. Oh god. Um I was an Asian guy. Which I know doesn't help part of it at all. Uh, <laughs> well, there was um, Andy Park. Uh, there was <laughs> it's okay. I it's... think he's one of the artists of like like one of the young blood spin-offs or a blood strike or something like that. I'm not sure if they're the same guy or not, but like, dude, love my stuff. He's like, oh, it's awesome. And I, I always can prepare with photocopies, like photo, my packages full of photocopies that are labeled with my name and address and number and everything. And so I gave the dude one, and he's like, cool, I'm gonna show this to Rob. Like, All right. And so like the the second or third day of the show, I'm walking through our Sally, whatever it is again, or the publisher row, whatever, and uh, the same guy sees me points me out and says, Rob, that's the dude. Come look at his stuff. So I'm like, cool. Like, all right. So I, I go, Rob rifles at his table, right? The extreme table. Throngs of children, like eight and ten year olds, like in mass, just like bowing down to Rob Lifeville. And so I get up there, open portfolio, <clears throat> and Rob starts looking at my work and he generally likes my work which is cool and um um the cyber force speedster having her name all of a sudden but she's like the the main character in my portfolio and i had drawn her too lean and rob thought i made her look a little older than she should be now here's the thing i'll never forget this in my entire life so Rob's looking at my stuff, and he, he goes to the to the speedster character. He starts critiquing her, and he goes, he looks at me like 
dead in my eyes. He goes, you want to draw your women so hot that the fans want to F them. And he used the whole F word with all these children behind me. And I was just standing there like, look around like, did he just say that out loud to these little kids? That tracks. I was like, that tracks. I'm like, okay, Rob, thanks, man. Like, and he's like, he's all fix these things and then bring them back tomorrow. So after after being kind of shell-shocked for a second, to my portfolio, left the, the stream table, kept about my business. The later that night I, I went and um like fixed those things, photocopied them again at the show, put together a new package. Next day, Rob wasn't there. I gave it to the same guy who saw me the first time, and they never heard from them ever again. <laughs> but I had that Rob Liefeld story to, to remind me how odd that guy is. So, <laughs> I mean, even if you want me to draw people super hot, I get it. I get it. It's comics. I get it's, it's image. But, like, that just, and he was aggressive. Like, oh, you want to draw them so hot, they want to bleep them. I'm like, Right. That that sounds okay. that sounds about right. Um and and how long how long after that did you create Agent Wild? Okay, so the Agent Wild, uh the version I've published, self-published, is a reimagined of a character I called Wild back in the late eighties. I did a um mm. an anthology with a with a friend I met on I met via uh it used to be a, a comic book newspaper i think it was, i don't know it's called comics interview or something like something else like that but it was like a newspaper you get in the mail it's all about um okay. peter david had an article called i digress in this newspaper and I, I met someone through the uh classifieds who wanted to team up and do a book and so i did a couple issues of a port of a anthology called Profolio with this guy and I did a like a 22 page short story <laughs> in one of his anthologies called Wild, and she was like a a daredevil like anti hero character, like street level hero. Okay. And so uh, I brushed her off in the 2000s when a buddy of mine wanted to do a book. We're gonna do like a flip book. I'd do my character on one side, he'd do his character on the other, other side of the flip book, and. Um, supposed to be like a like a, a 10 page short story and i didn't have any characters and i was like you know what i'll just i'll dust her off real quick and reimagine her for the 2000s and um i added all the the sci-fi elements made her more powerful and gave her the energy blades and whatnot and uh my buddy who's notoriously slow or a slacker <laughs> Never got his 10 page story done and published her after kickstarting it twice, actually. First Kickstarter failed, redid it, reimagined the Kickstarter, and then the second one uh, was successful. That was 2016 or so. Huh, and uh, okay. yeah, it was something fun to do. Hadn't done anything in a while. And I was like, why not? Nice. Okay. So with the with the funding, or sorry, with the first Kickstarter not funding, what did you learn from that that made the second one fun? Like, did you... 
So the original concept for the Agent Wild book was called Twelfth Hour. And Twelfth Hour in the book is a organization of superpowered assassins, basically. Um, and I was put on doing Twelfth Hour as a series of books with different characters in each book. Agent Wild would be the first character. Twelfth Hour issue two would be a different character, so forth and so on. But I found the first Kickstarter was confusing. Understand the twelfth hour concept? Was the twelfth was the twelfth hour a different concept? Was Agent Wild a, the same concept? And it just seemed convoluted for people. I got feedback from people, and that's kind of what they said. Like, this is too much going on. Like, make it more simple. And that's what I did. So reading the book, Agent Wild, the 12th hour organization still exists, but it's far more about Agent Wild than it is the organization. Um, and my goal was too high. Like I originally, my original goal was like, I, was, I was paying everybody decent, decent rates for the time, including myself. And um, so it was like an $8,000 goal, which was ridiculous considering I've never done Kickstarter before. You know, didn't know who I was. So that's a, a, a huge ask for nobody. Um, so when it failed, I got my, my guys together, my our team, or my anchor and letter and color. I said, look, if you guys can, like, give me a better rate or do it for free. I know all these guys are working with me. I, I've been friends with them for years. I go, I would, I would give you guys a shit ton of gave everyone who chipped in for free 300 comps the book. Mm, wow. Wow. So like if they sold them all at cover price, they would have gotten real close to their their rate. So like my anchor, he sold all his out. His whole 300 copies were gone like a year after I got them to him. So I've given him more books just for him being cool and doing it for free. Um mm. That allowed us to get books, which made us fun super easy. So I don't ask that of anybody nowadays. Now I just now I I don't pay myself anything for Kickstarter. I will take none of the money. It will only be for okay. rewards, my anchor letter of colors, and printing the book because it's my IP. I get most of the copies anyway, so. I can just make my money on the back end selling them at shows or online. Yeah. Um that's that's like uh, Morgan just said, that's a nice deal making. Um sometimes you gotta, you know, sometimes you gotta give a little to get a little and um being able exactly. to get those comic books to, to those people. I recently have done some um some variant covers, you know, kind of on that same deal. You know, I couldn't afford to pay the artist at the time, but I was like, listen. I can get you some copies and I can promote it for you. And I can, I know I got a, you know, decent online platform. So, um, you know, and I know I usually get, try to get artists who are going to, to shows anyway, who are, you know, cause all artists don't, you know, they don't do conventions big or small. So, yeah. um, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a solid deal. And if you want to pick up one though, of uh, Danny's books, you can do it right there at that QR code. And you can get one, you know, one of the ones I did. I'm just saying. <laughs> where's my Where's my phone so I can get this QR code? Hold on. Let me get. I gotta have one. I gotta have one. 
Just say, you know, you can get one that I did. <laughs> Terrible. I, sorry. <laughs> I interrupted you, Don. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, well, I was just going to say, like, even, even when I pay page rates to people, I still give out at least 20, 25 copies to everybody who works on a so individually. So anchor, letter, colors, they still get like 20, 25 copies mm-hmm. of the books just as, again, thank you for working with me. Because I, I, I have three anchors that I love. They all give me a little different vibe uh, visually. So I pick and choose which one I need to use for whatever book I'm doing. But, um, and Silas Dixon is the new guy I'm working with on. I was uh, just about to ask Dreadlock. about Silas. Uh, Silas did the second half of Ace Blade number two. Um, my second Ace Blade. Okay. Um, he he inked. Um, I had a, a inker here in North Carolina. He couldn't finish the book, and he he suggested Silas to to finish his um to finish Ace Blade. So um, that was pretty. I was I was surprised to see that you know we we shared a we share our inker in our in oh, our yeah. journey. <laughs> Silas is a man, dude. Like Silas is one of those guys that um he's closer to our age. And so he's you know, he's got a little bit uh uh he's he's into the to like the masters of the craft, mm-hmm. right? From like back in the day. Silas is one of those guys that Silas will constantly go find super talented, like working for Marvel and DC inkers and nitpick and like get information like he's always trying to learn mm-hmm. always trying to get better i'm doing the same thing like i'm always trying to get better and like silas silas loves dreadlocks almost as much as i do i love like, it. that dude is down for some dreadlocks so i'm like it's he's been a blast mm-hmm. to work with and uh when i eventually do a mini series for dreadlock silas is my guy 100 i love it apparently silas is doing cosmos too which i'm that's got to be uh, uh that's gotta Advent, be Advent Comics. Yeah, that's Advent. Yeah, Trail. Uh, yeah. Trail. All right. Yeah, that's dope. Silas we teamed up on a cover for one of the next books too. Actually, I think uh, all over the place. Cosmos with, uh, seven or eight. Oh yeah, he's yeah he's always looking for work. So. Oh, you said you said you're <laughs> are you doing a cover for Cosmos eight or are you saying Silas was? Uh yeah yeah we we did a Cosmos cover I believe it's issue eight. Oh wow. Um. <laughs> uh, Tony, oh, well, Silas, Silas told Tony about me. It's like you should hire Don for some covers or something. And like so, Sil- or so, so Tony hit me up and was like, "Yeah, let's do a cover." All right, cool. Um, <laughs> we knocked that out like last month. It's, it's really fun. He like Tony's cool because Tony likes that '80s style of stuff also. So yeah. I had to do a cover with like like seven characters. <laughs> There's mm-hmm. so much stuff going on, and like you know, in a true kind of like. Almost Kirby esque kind of like mm-hmm. design. That was fun to do. That's wild because I think I think Cosmos Eight is the one that Ace Blade shows up in. If I'm not mistaken. Okay. Why is Ace Blade showing up everywhere? I don't worry about that. <laughs> don't worry about that. Just. <laughs> I mean, I got like four books with different characters. Y'all can have in any of your comics if you want to get appearances. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get Ace Blade in Saw in Saw Four. That's what I'm trying to make happen. So. We'll talk about that later. I'm gonna. I will. Okay. An Ace Blade character does actually show up in Saw Four. Is it? 
not not uh a uh, club bat not club bat morgan said jacks uh, jacks can appear in anybody's book i'm gonna say um a uh, uh, jacks type character appears in saw four <laughs> <laughs> i'll just put that out there right now and watson if you're watching in a clapper um and hot shot and a five-star type character does appear in saw number four <laughs> terrible i'm, a, I'm uh, gonna go ahead and get my lawyers ready brad arnie says he wants a list of ace play appearances <laughs> just every book brad ace blade <laughs> is gonna too. appear me too i'll try I, I gotta keep track of my ace blade is showing up in a bunch of people's books at this point so all right uh, i love it well i think this is the best i, I draw some zob the lightning wielder yeah <laughs> you're on my you are on my short list don you really are um yeah. so don't don't worry you're on that list for sure <laughs> i just gotta get i just, i gotta get paid for my work that i've done from other people first <laughs> um, <clears throat> that's one of me that's i'm one of those people that's the i still owe kyron money I, let me hey let me let me send you books instead like don did <laughs> let, me oh. send you, let me send you some books instead. <laughs> We would have had to. We would have had to agree to that before. Are you saying we, that was we had to agree to that? Yeah, you'd have to agree that before. Uh, Morgan said Ace Play is like the toasty guy in Mortal Kombat, just popping up randomly. Okay. All right, the show has gone off the off the deep end now, so I think this is a good time for us to do some uh, quick takes. If you're ready, I am. I'm ready. Let's do it. <laughs> Quick takes. So, uh, if you have not seen the show before, um, quick takes is the section is the section of the show where we give you a rapid fire Q and A uh, of five questions, and you have to answer them off the top of your head. Um, we used to have a timer that was forty five seconds, but now we just we just let you go however long you want to go. But quick, still <laughs> quick, either way. So, gotcha. <laughs> um, question number one. Um, I know that you are a Lakers fan, just like I am. Um, so what what can the Lakers do this year to win a championship? What do they got to do to win a championship this year? Pray. <laughs> you need more than that. <laughs> I mean, they have to they have to win like like fifteen to sixteen of their last twenty three games, and yeah. even then, play a play in tournament bid. They're just too far behind. Like. I don't see all the guy, all the teams in front of them going on losing streaks. Um, it'd be nice if they do. I'd be all for it. But uh, we get a six seed, great. But I'll take playing tournament. This this team looks good enough to play a playing game and kick somebody's butt and get into the, the dance. So I'm down with it. I'm down with it. I'm look. I'm hopeful. Um, we'll see if if people's health holds up. <laughs> and uh, that's and the key. We'll, you know. If AD and LeBron hold up, we got a shot. They're gonna uh our new point guard twisted his ankle the other day. Like <laughs> deal if it, your deal hopes up. reside all on AD staying healthy, you in trouble. That's all I'm saying. Not exactly. We we are, yeah. That's what I'm praying for. Praying for hell for AD. Dear, right, yeah, dear that's Galactus, right. <laughs> please uh, said dear Galactus. Dear Galactus, my Lord and Savior. Uh, Lord and Savior Galactus, please, sir. Oh, oh man. I love it. Uh, I love it. Okay, okay, okay. Please. Um, Eternity. 
<laughs> AD some good knees. <laughs> Please, eternity. Somebody. Anybody. Heal that Chaos. body. Heal that body. Chaos. Lord Chaos. Lay your hands on him. <laughs> Terrible. Okay, okay. Question number two. Um, in a fight between Agent Wild and Dreadlock the Barbarian, who would win and why? Agent Wild. Agent Wild because she actually has <clears throat> she has uh, I want to call it superpowers, but she has the ability that's genetic uh, to create energy blades from her body. Uh, her suit enhances, <clears throat> excuse me, enhances that ability and focuses that ability. Dreadlock is bigger, stronger. Agent Wild is faster and has weapons. Like she can, she can deflect or uh, shield herself from energy weapons like blasters or whatnot. Um, Dreadlock's uh, swords would not touch her, mm. and so she would just carve him up in a matter of seconds. Awesome. So and she's a, a trained and she's she is literally designed genetically to be a weapon. Mm-hmm. Dreadlock is not. <laughs> Um, and this this isn't one of the quick takes, but just on Agent Wild and the Bar and Dreadlock, I, I believe I heard you say before that they're in the same universe. Is that right? Yes, that but they're in different eras. So oh, Agent okay. Wild's in the modern day, Dreadlock's in the future of the same era, same universe, rather. I got you. Go ahead, Kyron. I see you. Go ahead. All right. Well, who? Yeah, what don't... the hell is going on in my comments? <laughs> How you gonna talk about Clippers? Kings got lucky last night. We took your best shot. <laughs> Your best shot. <laughs> PG out there hitting threes with like three people on him. Westbrook probably playing the best game he played all year. We scored 153 points in regulation at your house. They beat no them game. at home. That's the that's the worst part about it. They beat them at home. In L.A. Come on. Clips the beam. Yeah. They, can probably see, they can probably see the beam from, from Sacramento. So you... Man, in your house, we came in there, said this is our dub, and we left. <laughs> all right, all right, back to quick take. But, but, back but, to quick take. But is it their house really, or is it the Lakers' house? You, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> we went into the Lakers' house. They ain't got a house. That's <laughs> our house. The dub. They're just written. Talk about Clips Nation. <laughs> That's terrible. Clippers fans. You went your Airbnb. Took the dub. <laughs> Yo, I, I I almost feel bad for the Clippers, man. But hey, that's how it is. Living in living in Big Brother Shadow. Um, exactly. Okay. All right. All right. Back to quick takes. We don't had two two interruptions already. All right. Sorry, I don't usually look at the comments during quick takes because, <laughs> dang, terrible. Okay. Question number three, and this is a question that I ask a lot of creators. Um, who who are on the convention scene? Um, do you prefer big cons, big conventions, or small shows, um, and why? I, I prefer small shows that are comic focused. Um, mm-hmm. um, That's very important. You'll never see me table. You don't, you don't you don't see me table at San Diego Comic Con. It's just too big. It's too big. It's not a comic show anymore. Uh, comics aren't afterthought. So I will I will do. And, and I can do like five or six shows that are smaller for the price of doing yeah. Comic Con. So, like, yeah. and make more money doing it. 
but yeah, focus shows on comics. Those are shows I want to do. Um, shows like Comic Con Revolution in Ontario, California, which is in May. Um, I do really good at that show. It's a two day show in Ontario, California. It's like a weird place to do a show, it seems like, but mm. they're there to buy stuff. They're there to buy I'm indie curious. books. Uh, yeah. LA Comic Con's another one. I do great at LA Comic Con uh, every year. Um, WonderCon, which is also done by the San Diego people, I don't do good there, even though Anaheim and LA are like right next to each other. I don't do any kind of money at WonderCon. So I stopped doing it like two or three years ago. Before, well, mm. before COVID, I stopped doing it. And that's that's next month in, in March. I'm like, I'm skipping that one. How was the uh, Black Comics Day? That was amazing. That was my second time doing that show. Then the last two in a row. And Kieran, I Kieran, I'm sorry, Keithan Jones mm-hmm. and the uh, Rollby Center put on an amazing show. It's super fun. It's super relaxed. And again, the fans come in there and they are there to buy. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, if, if someone stops at my table, like 9% of the time, I'm going to sell them something. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's a great show. And I hope they continue and um, hope they get bigger and better. And it's a great show. I just Y'all should, to, like, Kieran, you should do that one. Yeah, I actually reached out to Keith in a couple days ago and told him I want to be a part of it next year. So he said October is the sign-up date, and I'm going uh, I'm to be out looking for it. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, and uh, Kittle, just, just a reminder, because you said – um, I want the smoke. That's what that's what you get for not scheduling me. As a reminder, Kitchell, you were supposed to be on the show on October eighth. Uh, we had you scheduled, and uh, you didn't show. So what's happening there, buddy? Just don't saying. don't get on Tony's bad side. Uh, don't I'm get on Tony's bad you. side. Yeah. Listen, I, listen, I don't want your your Clippers uh, Kings hate to spill over to our our loving adoring audience. Uh, I'm just saying, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna get, we had you scheduled we're gonna get Tony, and you didn't appear. We're so, gonna get Tony uh, back on the show. We're gonna get Tony back on the show as soon as possible. All love, Tony. You're more than welcome to come on again. Um, Absolutely. And enjoy Absolutely. this our playoff run. So go ahead. All right. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. Um, Malik oh, Malik. wait, wait, wait. That's Kevin Chapman. That's Kevin Chapman now. I think that's what that's what I thought. When I saw the attitude start coming out, I knew I knew it was Kevin. Oh, Kevin, you still you're more than welcome on the show, too. All right. Question four. <laughs> the slander. The slander. I blame Restream for not showing people's names when I I don't know why. Like it'll show some people's names and not others. Morgan Morgan's right. He done rubbed his energy and rubbed off on you from last week. You out but, here. I'm like, glad hold, you don't got hold a on one second. I gotta get my Whitney. Hold on. <laughs> I'm, gonna ask, I'm gonna go ahead and ask question number four. Don, okay. Yeah, this is gonna be a hard question, but I believe in you. I know you can answer it. All right. The situation is you have to sacrifice one of your intellectual properties in order for right. the other ones to succeed. You got dreadlock, <laughs> you got Reaper Core, you got Agent Wild. Which one are you sacrificing for the others to succeed? Probably Agent so Wild. Iverson. Agent Wild. Agent Wild? <clears throat> Probably, yeah. It, it'd be hard, obviously, to give any, any of them up. But um, I don't know. 
So, like, Dreadlock's the newest thing. Mm-hmm. So I love that one the most because it's the newest thing. <laughs> right. Ask me this question six months from now, it might be different. So I have another idea we're working on. That would be the new the new favorite thing. But uh, because Dreadlock and Rupercore are kind of spin-off. Well, Rupercore or Dreadlock is, is a quasi-spin-off of Rupercore. So keeping those two, I get the benefits of both of them being able to interact with one another, possibly, whether that be a cartoon or a film or whatever. Um, if I give one of those up, then I, I kind of I kind of lose half half the story, if you will, right? Because yeah. Dreadlock, um, you'll see in a miniseries I'm um, writing right now, Dreadlock and his crew, or half of his crew are from the this mega city that Reaper Corps takes place in. And mm. they're born in that mega city. They're, they were born under the thumb, if you will, of the sentient cyborgs of the Reaper Corps. And so their experiences dealing with the Reaper Corps led them to leave these mega cities and go out and venture out into the, the New West to begin with. So I lose all that backstory if I give up Reaper Corps. Mm. So right. you know, it gets it's wild. Just... It helps me with the other stuff. With a uh, with Dreadlock not being released yet, is that a teen spoiler we just got in a way? A little bit. We did. We did get a little spoiler little there. Yeah. Right. So Man, you you won't get that spoiler in the first issue. Like there we go. You'll read the book. You'll read the book, and you realize yes, they have uh, issues with cyborgs and. Maybe, just maybe, when the Reaper Corps pops up as a cameo, just no. maybe, just saying, no. okay. by the book, you'll find out. Um. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Okay. All right. <clears throat> the fifth and final question. So as you all know, um, we do another show called Top 5 Live. Uh, no, you what? do another show, not me. You do another show. <laughs> uh I do another show called Top Five Live, <laughs> where where every week we uh, we debate weekly events, and then we uh, do a top five list between me and my my other two co-hosts. So um, I'm gonna read I'm gonna read uh, a post that I saw on your page, Don, and then I'm gonna ask you a top five. This post was okay. from from a one Crystal Walker. It said, "My sexy, wonderful husband, Don Walker." Brave the cold and rain to get me juice and chips and our daughter from school. Uh, so, Don, I want to know, what are your top five favorite husband duties? Uh, top five. And in order of top five or just five things I, I enjoy? Just five things you and the five best parts of being a husband and the duties that you have to do, <laughs> and oh, okay. uh, the random um, random stuff that we have to do all the time. <laughs> uh, taking my daughter to school is great. Um, she's fifteen, and we're we're like thick as thieves. Her and I, we're a lot alike, and so yeah. we just we just vibe. Whenever we're hanging out together, we just vibe and, and have a good time. Um, uh, taking my wife and daughter to the comic shop every Wednesday. Um, oh. I, uh, I co-founded a group called the sketchy bug group with three other dudes. 
we are a nationwide um, group of comic creators, some filmmakers or some cosplayers in a group. I think, Kieran, I think you're part of the group. Technically, Facebook page. <clears throat> so, yeah. So I post every once in a while. Yeah. So uh, we, I helped start that group 10 years ago. And um, my local comic shop called The Comic Bug, we've been meeting there every Wednesday uh, until COVID shut comic shops down. But we've been meeting there every Wednesday from like 5 to 9, hanging out, creating comics, talking comics. And so my wife and daughter come with me. My wife's a writer of novels, but she enjoys comics as well. My daughter loves comics, thanks to me, of course. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we go hang out and just, you know, have other sketchy bug friends. And, you know, it's a family, it's family time, you know, uh, all built around a love of comics. So that's cool. Um, um, I don't like running errands, but like I do them. Because that's my job. Like, I'm the <laughs> husband. Go run some errands. Go do this. Go that. The honeydew list. All that jazz. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just just a husbandly duty. You know, that's uh, three. Three is three. Um, you know, the hanky panky part's pretty awesome. There I'm we the go. Duty, I guess. There's number one. <laughs> There's number one. We got right. it. Yeah, yeah, this- can't miss that one. Like, come on. Um, and and occasionally cooking like that. Sometimes I don't cook. I'm not real good at it. But occasionally, I get I get a good recipe or something. I can follow. I can follow directions. Yeah. I'm not ad libber though. So like, give me directions. I'm good. Mm. But my wife's an awesome cook. So she does most of cooking. So occasionally, I'll I'll chip in to save her some time or she shouldn't have to. But yeah, that's kind of few and far between. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a that was a great top five. Um, I was I was perusing your your page to get some some um some background on you, and I was like, yo, um, he, he you get a lot of shout outs from your wife, so that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. But, she, but she's that number awesome, that man. number one is is that uh is obviously <laughs> I I'll t- I think all all husbands will take that one in their top five. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Awesome, awesome. So, uh, I got one beef with y'all before we. I know we're we're up against the clock, but I got a beef with y'all too. Okay. So I heard Don. I talk to Kyron all the time, so I know his history with with making comics. But I I heard um, Don that you made this dreadlock book without a writer, without uh without a plan, without a uh, without any type of idea. <laughs> Um, you just or or you had an idea and you just started drawing and then uh, you had to come up with 10 more pages or something like that. And we're like, oh, I'll just come up with it off the top of my head. That's that's how I heard it. Anyway, I heard I heard you said, listen, I don't need a writer. I don't need anybody. I don't need anybody to do this. Nope. I have an idea and I'm going to make this book. And Kyron did the same thing with his uh, Shaman's Destiny book. So yep. I have a beef with y'all. What's what's with the hate for writers? Wait. It's not a beef though. No. It's going back to what we talked about storytelling in your artwork. It's it's the old Marvel method of creating a story through your artwork, and then the writer just comes in and adds the dialogue on it. That's my that's my thought on it. So, mm-hmm. and and I I studied writing. It's not like I just I'm writing because I don't like writers. I've studied writing. Mm-hmm. I've, I've taken film school classes for writing screenplays. I do that as well. 
Um, so I can write. It's not like not rocket science. It's comic books. It's not you know. Not, I'm not writing legislation. It's comic book. Uh, very, very, but, very true. But with, with, with Dreadlock, it was so uh, the Sketchy Bug group that I, I'm part of. We did a um, anthology mm -hmm. during the height of COVID, during the shutdown, uh, called Danger Arcade, and um, my story was Dreadlock, and mm -hmm. I had drawn a a design for this character. Which was really different originally. He was like tall and slender, the big ass afro, had like headphones and like this big ass sword that was like constructed of like uh, scrap pieces of metal, and he was <clears throat> running around a a much more post apocalyptic landscape. And one that one of the sketchy bug members that I talked to a lot was like. He saw the drawing, goes, that looks like uh, Afro Samurai. And me not being an anime mm. guy, I was like, who is that? So I had to Google that. I had to Google it. I'm like, oh, he does. It really was a fro. This <laughs> is a fro. A huge fro, like three feet off his head, right? Mm. Um, I'm like, damn, I got to change this up a little bit. Uh, so I started scribbling new ideas and... Um, it was in the process of designing him, I got the idea of aligning Dreadlock and his story with the Reaper Corps book that I already published. And so that helped me steer uh, the story to like him being the anti version of Reaper Corps. Like he wanted no part of what they're doing. Um, he was anti cyborgs and all this other stuff. And so. I did this 10 page story and it was like the whole story. I won't give the story away for the first 10 pages, but like it's kind of a, a misdirection kind of fun story action pack, but it's kind of, kind of a fun hook at the end of it. that I won't give away. Um, but I had so much fun drawing this and, and creating it and of course writing it. Um, that's like, you know what? I'm gonna do more of this. And so the way the story ends had the perfect like beginning for more stories, right? Um, and so I'm like, no, I'm gonna add more pages, make it a full issue, right? Figure out add 10 more pages, make 20 page, one shot. So I did a Kickstarter for it, and the um, I had a goal, a stretch goal, right? Add like eight more pages. We reached that stretch goal. So now it's a 28 page story and art one issue and really i could have i could have actually added more pages like i had more to tell but i was like well, keep it keep it tight as possible not to you know spend way more money on this book than i need to for the one issue and it's dreadlock the barbarian zero zeros like i did agent wild zero re-record zero and now dreadlock zero all my zeros are essentially pilot episodes for those books if they sell, I'll do more of them. Um, Agent Wild has a mini series I'm working on. I've already put her issue one out. Uh, working on issue two. I'll be doing issue two, Agent Wild, and Dreadlock one, and Agent Wild three, and Dreadlock two. That's the plan anyway. But um, yeah, just having as much fun with the character as possible. Maybe want to do more. And um, people love him. Like the Black Comic Creator Day for 20. 
21, not last year's, but the year before, I had a dreadlock banner made of the cover image, right? And people would walk by and like, oh, hell, who's that? That's awesome. I'm like, oh, that's my new book I'm working on right now. They're like, oh, it's not yet. I'm like, no. They're like, oh, they'd walk away all upset. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so this year, people are coming by looking for the banner and going, is the book out yet? I'm like, I have some copies. Here you go. Luckily, my my printer, so my they have offices in Los Angeles. I can I can drive over there in like twenty minutes and talk to them if I want. Every time they print something, they get copies to the LA office, and they were cool enough to give me copies that they got that I was able to take to Black Comic Creator Day and actually sell. Uh, my actual full print run doesn't come until later this month, supposedly. Uh, they said it will be here by the end of the month of February, so knock on wood. Let's hope that happens. Right. So Kickstarter backers are getting the books finally. <laughs> nice. Morgan Iverson, how you doing, sir? What's up, Don? Uh, it's nice to talk to you in person, man. Um, yeah. Um, How's it going? <laughs> Morgan, I, Danny uh, grew a wave in 10 seconds. <laughs> instant transmission okay instant <laughs> transmission i literally did the super saiyan thing that's how i got here so okay um i came to say you guys on that racist thing um the writers not needing writers that's just racist is what it is and you okay. guys should be ashamed of yourselves <laughs> all writers Don, matter is what you're trying Don, to tell me of course all lives matter no, I said all oh, writers matter. Writers, oh, writers, no. writers' lives matter. I just got done listening to Tucker Carlson a minute ago, and all lives matter. Okay, all lives matter. Blue lives matter. Okay, writers' lives matter. Writers' lives matter. Okay, and you guys are. Not Kyron so much, but Don, you're great. And uh, I've enjoyed having you on the show. Um, and, you know, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap up Four Tales for the week. Uh, I'm going to take over. And um, okay. I didn't bring Whitney. So, you Wait, know. hold on, hold on. You, you're taking over here. Let's do this then. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, um, do we have anything we need to spoil? Like, um, I'm, we Harlem, actually we have some pretty big news actually. Harlem, Harlem coming out. Yeah, uh, we got a teaser. Yeah, we got a preview coming out today. Um, uh, for those who back uh, Lumberjacks number three are gonna get. Uh, what did you do with Don? What did you do with Don? Down there in the corner. He's down there. But he's behind the Danny face. I can't even see him now. You're so racist, man. Kyron, you said you're taking over the show. I'm trying to give you spotlight I, so you can I do whatever you're about you. to do. But you ain't have to do my mayor wrong to let me take over, sir. Okay. That's all right. Fine. Jesus Christ! All right, is this better? Is this a better? Okay. Yes. You yes, know what? I'm just, I'm just gonna. Okay. All right. That's better. All right. Um. Yes. So everybody that backed Lumberjacks number three, y'all know the uh, incredible travail it has been to get it produced and get everything done. But we made a preview for Harlem number five. I mean, uh, number Jesus number one. Speaking things up. Uh, did. All right. So, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Don, it's been a pleasure having you on. Um, Thank you. I, I I I wish Danny was here so he could also, you know, echo what I'm saying. But it's been a pleasure having you on. Um, Had a blast. Thank you. Okay. Wait, hold on. There. <laughs> Terrible. 
<laughs> Terrible. Uh, but before we go, I'm going to the car to get Whitney. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's 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 close. Let's close that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Don. I don't know what happened to the oh, Got hijacked. Oh, what happened? Uh, where can we've mentioned a couple of times already on the show, but where can people pick up your work, um, get all your books, things like that? So you can go to uh, www.dorkempireinc.bigcartel.com. Uh, that's where everything is sold. That's all my comics. Uh, there's original art there you can pick up, apparel, the whole shebang. Um, and you can see me I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Instagram at Don underscore. Space Night for uh you know looks all upcoming books and artwork and good stuff. All right, thank you. And Danny, where can we pick up your work and all your social media? Um, if you want to pick up our work, the best place to go is fourthwallpros.com. Um, if you want to find me on social media, it's at the ace blade on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, all of them. Um, Kyron, where can people find you? Uh, you can find my work, uh, issues one through three, I saw Lightning Wilder, uh, all the issues of Shaman's Destiny, issues one through six, Starcore number one, and Ruby for Planet Oz number one at TaurusComics.com. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at Taurus Comics. And if this is your first time checking out the Four Tales podcast, please go back to our website. It is the number four, T-A-L-E-S, podcast.com. You can listen to all our previous episodes and maybe support us by buying us a coffee, buying some merch, whatnot. Definitely join us, though, next week, because we are going to have a creator from Concrete Comics, a uh, booming force in the industry, uh, a, a snack goddess, I guess. Uh, Chris Thomasma is on the show again. So join us back here next week, Saturday, same time as usual. Does, okay, I'll be nice. Does Morgan want to come on and finish what he was going to say before I end the show? No, he's... he's okay, good. Good. All right. So, until next time, sayonara, goodbye, and please take care of yourselves.